Wise Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. This is our 282nd podcast. We've got a great show for you this evening, a special Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is Lisa Concepcion. She's going to talk to us about dating with power and purpose. She's the founder of Love Quest Coaching. We're going to bring her on in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's just do our usual guys, guys set up for the week, and then uh, we'll bring our special guest on. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you had a great day. I hope your mom had a great day. If you have a mom, um, my mom's still around. I did not see her today. I saw her about a week ago and gave her a card and a present. I could not make it down to the Jersey Shore today, but my wife is a mom, so we celebrated my son and I. With my mom, we took her out. She wanted to go to a little brunch, and we did brunch. And then um, I am going to take care of my son on a weekend retreat. My mom, uh, my mom, <laughs> Freudian slip. My wife's going to go on for some uh, quantum healing sessions uh, where she's going to learn how to do that. And um, it should be fun. So I uh, also got her some flowers and uh and believe it or not, I got her a bottle of tequila because she loves to sip a little tequila now and then. So anyhow, happy, mother, happy Mother's Day to everybody. My mom is approaching, uh, she's I think 88 now, and um, she's starting to falter a little bit, but she's been a great mom. We lost our dad uh, this year at 92. Uh, he had a three-year bout with Parkinson's, and uh, it's really a the de- de- debilitating disease and uh, my mom's mind's getting a little wonky now so we'll see what happens Um, but you got to love mom it's interesting though every family has a different dynamic I have an older brother and he he and my mom are kind of similar and I'm similar to my dad and we actually I think connect a little bit differently because of that Uh, I actually felt in some ways closer to my dad because I think he got me and sometimes my mom, she doesn't really get me. She gets my brother, but I don't think she understands me. And there's nothing wrong with that. She loves me. And uh, that's all that matters. So she was a wonderful mom growing up. Um, she used to come to all my baseball games and all my soccer games in uh, Little League and in high school. And uh, we just lived a, a right up the block from our high school so she could walk up and watch the games. And uh, because we always lived uh, close to both the uh, high school and the junior high, I actually used to go home for lunch. My mom would make me lunch, and I'd hang out. I'd put on a record, a vinyl album, and listen while I ate my lunch. And when it was over, I would go back to school and play a little bit and then back to class. And uh, I had a nice childhood. Now, a lot of people have really tough time growing up. I, I, I did not. I had a loving household weird as every household and family has their own weird dynamics, but, um, it was good. So thank you, mom. I know you're not listening to the show, but thank you. Uh, and I love you. So love your mom here in New York city. It's been miserable uh, today. Um, my son has a uh, T-ball team he's on and, uh, was so cold and, uh, it had been raining from last night that we decided not to even show up today. And uh, I actually ran into the coach later and uh, only a handful of the kids and the parents showed up today. So every Sunday, the weather has been sketchy. So hopefully we'll get a nice, nicer day next week. And it's been, you know, today it's like mid May, what is it? May 13th. And uh, people were walking around with their down jackets and stuff in New York city. This is uh, the weather has been weirder and weirder. It always seems to me that the, 
the, the winter starts later yet lasts longer because the cool weather seems to stay into, you know, we're going to be in Memorial Day in two weeks. That's beach time. And uh, we're nowhere near that right now. And it's supposed to be kind of a sketchy week also. So New York City, come on, bring that weather on. Turn it around. It's time now. Elsewhere in the uh, guys, guys world, we've got uh, I've been just checking out the Yankees uh, who play a couple of miles from where I live in up uh, upper upper west side of Manhattan. And they are kicking butt. Um, They won again today. They beat the Oakland A's. there's four teams left in the NBA playoffs. Cleveland, led by LeBron James, uh, Boston Celtics, the historically uh, achieved Boston Celtics. And uh, they played today, and uh, the Celtics are down their two best players, yet they kicked butt on LeBron. And it's so interesting because the press is so fickle. Um, the recent articles have been as, as recent as today. There was an article, who's the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Well, it's LeBron James. And then he scored 15 points today, and the, and the Cavaliers got blown out. So who knows what the headline will be tomorrow, but it will shift. So you really can't pay too much attention to the media. You just have to enjoy the games if you're a sports fan and take it from there. Elsewhere, um, I don't even want to get into the whole thing with uh, the president and all those policies because it just gets weirder every day. The thing I keep saying, though, is that I think, um, one, I think disruption's good. But it depends on what the disruption is, how far. And we want to protect uh, workers' rights. You want to protect the environment. Um, and you want to protect America by not being isolationist. Um, so we have to be careful. But I think the thing that's really true is that I think America is tired. I think that people are tired. This administration is draining, draining everybody. It's just there's so much separation now. Nobody is b- budging from you either support Trump or you don't. And that's it. There seems to be very little middle ground there. And it, it never used to be like that in American politics. You'd have Dixiecrats, which would be kind of a conservative Democrats, and you'd have more liberal Republicans. And now it seems like it's extreme. Uh, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Our Guys Guys of the Week is uh, something that I do every week, um, and uh, this time I'm going to make it a female. I'm going to actually say my mom's uh, the Guys Guy of the Week and all the moms out there, because uh, without moms, without their love, we'd be nowhere, wouldn't we now? So thanks again to the moms, and um, look forward to seeing your mom, call your mom, I know I hear this voice in my head from my dad who passed over and he says, call your mother, which she always used to say anyhow. So I make sure I call, if not every day, every other day, and uh, just make sure she's hanging in there and uh, she's feeling all right and visit her whenever I can, whenever possible. So mom, you're the guy's guy of the week. It's another reason why you won't understand me because I made you guys guy of the week, but that's the way it is. So, Uh, let's take a very quick break and then I will bring our special guest, Lisa Concepcion on, and we're going to talk about all aspects of, uh, love and dating and relationships and all that stuff. So let's put a little reminder here. My friend, uh, Raika, Raika Yagmani did this little bit for us and I'm going to play it for you right now. You're listening to the Guys Guy Radio. 
Okay, welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. And uh, let's talk about our guest and bring her out so we can get started with the, uh, the meat of the show right now. Lisa Concepcion, she's a certified professional dating and relationship transformation expert and founder of LoveQuest Coaching, specializing in helping people transform their love lives within 90 days, beginning with self-love, the most important love there is. And I would agree with that 100%. Through her programs rooted in the law of attraction, and we will talk about that, Lisa quickly empowers people to clearly define the relationship they want, and then she helps them adopt the mindset that's necessary to manifest, that's that buzzword we all love, and maximize it. Lisa is a recognized life coach. She's not a matchmaker, she's a life coach, but she specializes in dating, relationships, self-love, breakups, divorce, and with the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, Endorsed by the International Coaching Federation. She's based in Miami Beach, which I used to always travel to Miami when I worked on the managing the Bacardi account in advertising. And she serves as, as a dating and relationship expert by conducting sessions via remotely, via video conference to help people worldwide. Or you can see her in person in Miami. So let's bring her on right now. Good evening, Lisa. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Hi, good evening. How are you? you? You're in Miami um, right now? Yes, I am in Miami right now. And it's interesting. I was hearing you speaking of the weather in New York, which is where my longtime hometown, I consider New York my home, even though I live in Miami. And the weather down here has been torrential. It's terrible tonight. It's crazy rain. So there's definitely something going on all along the coast that's going from mm-hmm. Miami all the way up to New York. So uh-huh. getting everybody a little crazy with the weather. Yeah, it's been a very long winter, and uh, but you got a long, hot summer there, and it gets real hot and real sticky in uh, in Miami, as I guess you've gotten used to by now. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like it's warm, hot, thermonuclear, and the thermonuclear is typically <laughs> July, August, and a little bit of September. So as long as you're by the beach or by a pool or in air conditioning, it's really not that bad. It's kind of the <laughs> same as like New York in August. But instead of yep. just being August, it's July, August, and September, so you can get a little yep. crazy. Yep. I used to, I used to uh, work, I managed the, uh, the Bacardi account in advertising, so 2100 Biscayne Boulevard. I used to go down right. and stay at the Delano and then cab it yeah. over to uh, the Bacardi headquarters, and uh, we would go out, and, uh, you know, there'd be, you know, it's a big party town in South Beach, and uh, our clients okay. were so nice. They would just walk us in into the VIP areas, into all of the hot clubs. And, uh, and we'd be out till like five in the morning and then we'd have meetings the next day. So we had a lot of fun down there. Um, and it's a oh, great, it it's a, a great town. For sure. <laughs> so now Lisa, tell us about, um, you're not a matchmaker and you have kind of your own thing and your dating expertise. Why don't you uh, describe for our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do and how people can benefit from working with you. Great. Well, thank you for that. So I am a certified professional love coach, and basically I got a certification in life coaching, but I found that just through my own personal journey and dealing with my relationships, specifically my divorce and the healing process that I did after, um, really inspired me to help other people. And I found that so many people were coming up to me on social media 
because I was very public about my healing, my divorce, everything that was going on in my personal life. I, I took to the internet basically to, I guess, get everybody uh, knowing about what I was going through. And I felt that it was a way that I chose to heal and a bunch of people were just really inspired by it. And they thought I was very authentic and they would come to me for advice and, you know, I was going through my own thing, but I felt like, wow, like if I go through this and I come through the other side and then I don't use it for good and I don't use this wisdom to help other people, it's as if I went through it for nothing and that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so I uh, was inspired. My um, therapist at the time recommended that I go get a master's degree in psychology and I looked into what that would be, you know, what would be required to, to achieve that. And I don't know, I was just really interested in um, the, the, the gap between where people were and where they wanted to be and helping them accelerate in getting there. I just was excited about that. I was able to do a process on myself that took 90 days. And I really dug in. I codified everything. I took very detailed notes and journaled and kept everything. And I said, wow, like if only I could figure out a way to get this information in other people's hands, people who are, you know, going through breakups, going through divorces, trying to even reinvent themselves later on in life. I was 44 years old at the time, and I felt like this is something that I need to do. This is just a calling that I had. I really wanted to help other people, and coaching just seemed like a natural next step for me. And um, I had, I have, uh, you know, 22 years of experience in marketing and communications. I was um, a graduate of Rutgers University in a school of communications there. And so um, I'm able through public relations and marketing to combine those attributes of my skill set into my coaching practice. So a lot of what I do is very much rooted in language. It's rooted in communication, especially with you know, couples trying to communicate more effectively with one another and from a position of respect and love and really just looking at how we use language and how effective it can be and how destructive it could be if we're not careful. And what do you think uh, is going on right now between uh, men and women? What are the issues right now dating-wise? Wow. Well, it's very interesting. I think in the last 10 years we saw, you know, the, the – uh, emergence of, of smartphones and leading to dumb dating. <laughs> so I, right. I look at it as, you know, a, a, a laziness that's happening with communication and uh, people are just having a bit of a disconnect and they're certainly more accessible. You have more people that you could connect with, but the quality of that connection is being compromised for the convenience factor. So, for example, you have all these apps and things where you can just, you know, swipe right and meet a woman within an hour, and yet you don't know who you're meeting. You don't know what this person's about. You never even met them face-to-face, and yet, you know, just because some app has them on there, you engage in a three-second conversation back and forth on a, on a text, and next thing you know, you're meeting each other at a restaurant in a public place. So you don't really know, and now you're putting money down to pay for drinks for this woman. You're perhaps even buying her a meal. So I feel like a lot of times men come at me and they feel as if they're like a walking ATM machine and that all it is are women hustling them for drinks and dinners. There's no real intent on getting to know anyone deeper on a deeper level. And um, I think guys get a bad rap. I think in my practice, I see a lot of men who are interested in the real deal. They want to have 
a very close, intimate relationship with a woman. They want a best friend. They want somebody who's going to really be a true partner in their lives. And these women are just kind of coming at it as playtime. And they're looking at men as these, you know, uh, bigger, better deal. The next thing comes, I'll, I'll just go on my app tomorrow on Bumble. There'll be another guy there. I don't want to really commit. Or, you know, sometimes they'll say um, that they were in a marriage for a really long time and now they find themselves in their late 30s, 40s, whatever, and they just want to play around and hang out with younger guys. And I don't know, I just think that there's um, a lot to be said for the men out there who really want the real deal. And even the men who are in committed relationships, I really do believe that there's um, a contingency of men out there who want a stronger connection with their wives and with their girlfriends. And um, it's not just the women who are uh, always wanting that closeness. I think now we see men wanting that too. And do you think that's a, a, a South Beach thing or is that a universal thing, Lisa? Well, my coaching practice is not, thank God, rooted only in South Beach. <laughs> I serve people all over the country and I'm even starting now to branch out worldwide because I have a YouTube channel so I get people from Germany, I get people from France, like all over Europe and stuff coming at me, even Australia, New Zealand. So they all have the same complaints. It's just, I think it's a worldwide thing. I think it's, um, I certainly think it's um, a Western culture thing. I think it's uh, uh, the more options that we have, the less decisive we are. And um, the more disconnected we are given all of this media, all this, you know, access to um, things that take our attention away from the people that we love. I mean, we're, you know, eating dinner and you go out to restaurants and this is world, you know, everywhere, Western culture, you go to restaurants and everybody's on their phones and taking pictures together. And it's more about showing the world, what your relationship is about, as opposed to really existing in the relationship. And I mean, I get it. You want to, you know, when you're in love, you want to celebrate that and shout it from the rooftop you know you want everybody to see that you're in love but it's not necessary to air your dirty laundry and to get into the personal aspects of your relationship on social media and I find a lot of people make that fatal mistake and they end up disrespecting the relationship and themselves in the process they look that you know they come off looking very immature um, when they you know put their gripes and complaints about their relationship on social media so yeah, I think uh, it's beyond Miami. It's, you know, there's certainly an element um, to this in big cities, you know, across the country, Chicago, New York, you know, L.A., where, again, the more people you have, the more options you have. And, you know, the less uh, connected you feel at times. Why do you think it's a, you know, the option thing is the same for men and women? Why do you think that you're hearing more men um, looking for uh, stronger connections and uh, it sounds like you're not hearing that as much from women I mean I do hear it from both and it really depends on where people are in their lives and what it is they want there are plenty of men out there who you know were in a marriage or or you know are single have been bachelors for a really long time and they're happy and they you know they, they like their lifestyle um, and then there are other men who are like, no, I mean, I like my lifestyle, but it would be really nice to share the success that I've created for myself with someone. It'd be nice to have somebody to be a partner with. So there are both, and same with women. There are women out there who are like, you know, taking a break from any kind of commitment. And then there are women who want commitment very much. So 
it really depends on where people are in their lives and what they're ready for and what they're, what they're wanting most. Mm-hmm. You had uh, your websites very nicely put together and you had, uh, I was reading you. some stuff about, uh, you're welcome. Um, on me too, like dating before me too, dating after me too. How do you think in a yeah. kind of a nutshell, um, how do you think me too is impacting, uh, I, we have to do that question because it's the 800 pound yeah, gorilla. Absolutely. Uh, so absolutely. how do you think it's impacting things for men and women? Well, you know, um, find that men are being a little more cautious. I find, um, I, and I agree with this, um, you know, men have to come at women a little bit different now. Um, they can't, you know, there was, there was this, this thing that was going on with um, men taking pictures of themselves inappropriately and just sending, um, you know, pictures like that to women. And, and now there's a consequence to that. You know, there, there very much could be, you have a number, you have an ISP account, you know, you, you're traceable now. And yeah. I think that movement kind of puts the, kind of made it a, 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 a how can I say, a, a caution to men where it said, you know, wow, like I used to pursue women this way. I used to think it was playful and flirty and whatever. And for all I know, this woman could be screenshotting all of my interaction with her and she could be baiting me into a situation where I was lewd and, you know, accused of something that might not have been accurate or maybe mis misconstrued so the point is men are being more judicious and a bit more careful and reserved with how they're approaching women and they're smart in doing that um i think also men are a bit throwing their hands in the air and being like you know i don't even know how to pursue women anymore i mean how do i even if i tell a joke and it's inappropriate she's going to sue me for sexual harassment on a date I mean, do I have to go to a date with like a waiver, like a legal waiver that says, okay, if we're going to go on a date um, and I go to kiss you, I can't get sued. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what is it going to come to? You know, how, how intense is it going to be? So, I mean, it's just interesting how guys are getting a little trepidatious about, you know, who it is that they're pursuing. What, what is this woman's objectives? What, you know, that it's, and it's kind of in a good way because it's, um, it's inspiring men to really think and to really get some data about this woman that they're about to take out and spend money on. They won't, you know, it's it's important that they know who this person is and is she a match truly to where he is in his life right now? I think the whole me too and just really kind of rattle men a little bit. How about, uh, well, you mentioned the money there and uh, a couple of times, um, do you think the expectation is still that men pay the majority of the uh, for the majority of the expenses when it comes to dates? You know, I I think it is, and I often tell my male clients um, they have to really get clear on their dating strategy. Meaning, mm-hmm. maybe a good first date is just you know let's meet for a cup of coffee, let's meet for a juice. You know, let's go someplace a little more casual just to get that vibe check, just to see if there is the chemistry, if there are shared values. You know, if if this is, in fact, somebody that is truly suitable for me um, before I make that investment of, you know, the $200 dinner and the whole thing. So, you know, I, I often encourage men to do that because, you know, dating is not cheap. 
at all. You know, if you live in a major metropolitan area, any dinner for two basic is going to run you about a hundred bucks easy. And so if you're going out on, four, you know, if you're going out on four dates per month, right. And if and that's being, you know, kind of casual, being very uh, conservative, four dates a month, right. Um, you're, you're easily spending between four and $800 a month dating. And again, conservative. That doesn't include also going out socially with friends and then buying women drinks at the bar or at the lounges, or whatever, just because you want to meet them. And there's that investment. So, you know, guys really, one of the things I do with my, um, my coaching clients is um, I have them really get clear on the money aspect. And I have them really look at how much on a monthly basis are they investing in various things that contribute to their love life. Everything from, you know, are you buying a new shirt to wear out on this date? Are you paying for parking, valet? Are you, like, all the aspects of it, that's all money that's going into that effort. And so when they start to get very mindful of that, they become very judicious about having maybe a screening conversation. Maybe it's not even a date. Maybe it's just, hey, I met you on Bumble or one of these dating websites, and you invite them in on a, on a phone date just to get some clarity on who these people are, what their values are, and if it even warrants a face-to-face interaction. So I really love to empower men just the same as I love to empower women and invite them to have these conversations first, that they at least form some kind of bond and some kind of rapport on the phone so that then when they meet in person, they already have that chemistry check. Well, we got along great on the phone. It was an easy conversation. I'm excited to meet them in person. And then you feel a little bit better and a little more relaxed when you finally do meet face-to-face because you've already had a phone conversation. I often tell people a phone conversation could count as a date. It's just the date that you're doing in your PJs, you know, on front of your couch. You know what I mean? You're still having a great conversation. You're still having a bond. And it's a nice way to really have that pre-screen before you go throwing down 40, 50, 60, a hundred dollars on just a random stranger. Yeah. I think, uh, you make some good points there. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, um, they make a mistake when they get into tech and dating. And, uh, I want to talk about tech and dating with you a little bit, Lisa, if you don't mind. But I think what happens is they spend, uh, they, they, a lot of people get involved in it and they don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. And they don't know what they have to offer before they get uh, they jump in the water of online dating. And uh, I, I had been single uh, a really long time, and I finally got the whole online thing and apps and everything down to a routine where there would be a quick exchange, and then I would offer my number, and invariably the woman would give me her number. Uh, the idea, I offered my number to say, see, I have nothing to hide, and then she would give me her number, yeah. and then I would call. We'd have a quick conversation mm-hmm. because – the energy changes from whether you're on match or whatever and to the time where you send a note back and forth to a phone call because you hear somebody's voice and that's an energetic uh, mm-hmm. sharing. And then when you meet Absolutely. in person, the whole thing, I mean, uh, I'd, I've made the mistake as I'm sure others have, you know, you have, you're on the phone with for an hour with somebody uh, and then you meet them in person and it's like, uh, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> And uh, exactly. it's nobody's fault, but it's, it's you have to take people who are getting involved technology for dating have to realize that each step of the way is another exchange of 
of energy and that um, that chemistry has to click when you're face to face. Everything else goes away once you meet face to face. How do you advise mm-hmm. your clients in terms of managing tech so tech doesn't become their master when it comes to dating? Oh, that's a wonderful question because um, a lot of people are very heavy on like texting. They're very right. text reliant. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they don't really like to have the phone conversation. And you said it best, you know, step one is phone conversation because there's a very uh, good uh, energy exchange that happens with speaking to somebody like you and I, right? So we connected on Facebook, we connected right. on email, but now we're actually in a conversation. We're having this, mm-hmm. you know, this co-creation happening on this show to benefit your listeners, right? So that's the goal. We're both in on the same goal. So when yep. it comes to dating, it's no different. There's an energy exchange. Um, and true, you know what? You can go and have an amazing conversation with somebody on the telephone. And then you do, you meet them in person and you're like, Ooh, like they got a little clammed up or nervous or like just the vibe wasn't there. Or right. maybe it was more uh, on a, um, friendship level, not necessarily like a mm-hmm. sexual chemistry was there, you know, it was more that, but either way, um, I find the rapport building, um, is good because it gives you practice for the next person. It gives you practice to come out of your shell. It gives you practice on how you sell your story, how you tell your story and speak of yourself. Um, you know, because that's what it is. It's all about, you know, at the end of the day, you're telling somebody about your life story. You want to tell it from a positive place. And a lot of times we get, we get trapped in our sob stories and we end up turning people off. So it's very important. And again, this is where, when I coach people, I, I look at like, tell me your story. And when they tell me their story and it's this negative thing, I'm like, listen, we got to work on your story. And I tell them, you know, you're going to meet somebody on the phone, right? And you want to like dazzle them. You want to engage them. You want to have, you want to give them a picture of what it's going to be like to be out with you. And then when you're out with them, you want to give them a picture of what it's going to be like to be in a relationship with you. So every, every interaction is, is, a, is a framing for the next step. So if you come at it really negatively and, and you're coming to the dinner table or to the phone where, you know, you're, all you're doing is talking about the horror stories of your dating instead of how adventurous it's been instead, right, the language we use, um, it, it might turn people off. And that energy then will take a dip. And, you know, this is where the law of attraction comes in that I know you had introduced me and mentioned It's you know, energy doesn't lie. So if you're in a negative place in your life, you're probably going to attract somebody who is also in a negative place in their life. And that's why I encourage people before they even date, they're not dating out of loneliness or boredom, but they're dating from a place of power because they're healed, they're whole, they love where they are in their life, and they just have something cool to invite someone into they're not looking mm-hmm. to escape anything, but they're looking to just enhance what they already have by inviting and being very selective about who they're inviting in to their life. It's a very powerful, self-loving approach to dating. No, I like that. Let's talk about so, that for a minute. because Yeah, and like with technology, to bring it back to that, to that question, you know, when you, when you go on these dating apps and you do it from a position of power, you're putting out an energy and an intention into these apps. And into these online tools, before you even log on to them, you're coming on it either positive or negative. And what you bring to it will determine what you what you attract from it. Okay, so the people who uh, you know they're, they're back into dating for whatever reason, and I, I've met plenty of them when I was online dating, and 
you know, I found there was three types of women I would meet. Some that were dabbling. They had, they, they had just, they didn't know what to expect. They had maybe been married for a while and they had a kid or two. And now this is the first time and they could be great. But if you meet the person and they're the fir- you're the first person that they've met, they usually right. are just dabbling and it's a waste. Right. Of, ultimately it's a waste of time. The second type was somebody right. who's playing around who wants, who's dating and a lot of people um, who, you know, they're just dating a whole bunch of people at the same time. And uh, that's okay. Right. That's their prerogative. And then there's right. certain people who are, you know, lonely, lonely people. I don't want to say desperate. It's too strong a word, but people who are lonely and they want to make a connection. So I mm-hmm. think what you're uh, 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 stating about like how you get the person ready to get out there, I think it's fantastic. Could you talk to us a little bit about, you know, how you get there with self-love, uh, I think I lost you, Lisa, so call back. Um, we're talking about self-love, and we lost Lisa for a minute there. Let me see if I can uh, – <clears throat> let's see if I can uh, get her back. Let's see if I can get her back. I'm just going to say lost you and come back. All right. Okay. It's 839, so we'll keep track of that. All right. She's back. Hi, You're okay, back. I'm back. Welcome back. Yes, All right, we'll fix that up. Thank okay. you. All right. So as I was saying, how do you coach people? I think it's great that you get them uh, game ready before they go out there on the field. So tell, talk to us a little bit about that, Lisa. Well, typically when people come to me, they come to me because uh, let's take a client who wants to find love. They're like, all right, I'm ready. I want to meet the right person. And everybody thinks that that's what they want, right? But there's um, preparation that needs to happen before that can really manifest itself, right? So I start to ask them some questions like, okay, well, why are you interested in love right now? Like, what's going on with your life? Typically, people will start to tell me, well, I had this boyfriend or I had this girlfriend and we ended things about three weeks ago and I just, like, I I have to move on. I don't want to be in this anymore. Or they're saying something like, um, you know, I got divorced about a year ago and, you know, I took some time to heal and I'm ready to be out there again. And I don't really know how to go about it because I was married for 15 years and like there was no bumble. There was nothing online Mm -hmm. when I was married. Right. So it's a very different, you know, people come at it from a different perspective based on where they are in their life. So I always try to work with them to get clarity on what it is they want. It all Mm -hmm. starts with setting that clarity and being like, okay, what do you want? Are you looking for, you know, a serious relationship? Are you just interested in dating? And as we start to uncover the motives and the reasons, there are things that come out about them personally, probably things about like confidence and other things in their lives that they feel they need to sort out still. Um, different things that happen logistically with children, maybe their dads and they have to visit their, you know, they visit with their kids every other week. So they factor that in. Maybe they Mm -hmm. travel a lot for work. So now we start looking at, okay, well, what do you want, right? You need a woman then who fits into your lifestyle. So let's look at your lifestyle because we often have people who want this wonderful relationship, but their lives and their lifestyle is not conducive to it. You have men who are, traveling and they're here and they're there and they're in different cities every week and then they have children 
And then it's like, okay, I have 15 minutes on a Tuesday to meet a woman for coffee. Like when you look at my schedule, that's all I have left. Okay, well, your lifestyle is not conducive to a relationship. And so what you end up finding is men who get into that cycle of work, 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 and they don't really have time, and then don't understand why they're single. And then you have, you know, it's a mixed bag of things, really. So what I do in my practice is I begin it with clarity on what it is that they want and does their lifestyle um, match that? Are they walking their talk, right? If a guy says to me, I want a serious relationship, I'm tired of dating, and I say, great, how old are you? I'm 52 years old. Awesome. What's your age range? Oh, I want nothing older than 35. And I'm like, okay, well, do you realize that if you date women who are under 35, they're going to want to probably marry you and have babies right away? And if they're not and they're really, really young, they're probably going to want you to pay off their debt. And so you kind of might want to think about, and they're not going to be established in their careers yet. I mean, under 35, I mean, I mean, I know when I was in public relations, you know, 35 was when I hit it. That was the big year. Yep. Right. I was married at the mm-hmm. time. So, so I kind of tell them like, listen, girls in their twenties, you know, they see a guy like you, 53 years old, you may as well put ATM on your forehead. You know, they, they're looking mm-hmm. at it like, Oh, this is the guy that's going to be able to pay for me and my girlfriends that I'm going to invite to the hottest bar and the hottest lounge in town. And he's going to put the bill for all of us. Right. So I, I get yep. really clear with these men about what really is going on out there. And that's not to say that a man 52 years old can't, you know, find a woman who's 30, who they have amazing things in common and they hit it off intellectually and they hit it off spiritually, emotionally. All these things are matched up. But I find that a lot of men are not walking their talk. A lot of men are saying they want the true commitment. They want the partnership. They want the whole thing. And then they look at, you know, like the dog that sees the squirrel, right? He's looking at the bone and then all of a sudden right. squirrel. He looks the other way and starts chasing the shiny, pretty thing. So I try to really get men focused on what do you say you want and what needs to happen in your lifestyle to accommodate that. Yeah. Let me give you a little bit of news here, uh, listeners. Uh, Men find time for the things that uh, are important to them, period. So if they're not finding time for a a date beyond uh, 10 minutes, then then they're just not that interested um, because men can always find time for the things that they, that's really turns them on. Um, Lisa, I think you're very, you're very, uh, you're very uh, empathetic to men. So, um, and uh, that's great. It's refreshing. Yeah, I am. What about the women? What do you tell women and what's your perspective on, you gave us some of it about what's going on. It seems like the the ladies are playing the field. The ladies are looking for younger guys. The ladies are into variety. What, how do you, um, how do you coach the ladies? Well, again, it's quite similar. I tell the women, what is it? that you're looking for. What do you want? And when a woman is, you know, 40, 42 years old, gorgeous, in shape, amazing. Okay. I think we lost Lisa again. So let's uh, see if we can get her back. Uh, Here we are, Guys Guys Radio. It's your host, Robert Manny. And it is Sunday, May 13th. And we're recording live. And let's see if we can get our guest back. We lost her again. I don't know what happened with her connection. 
All right. Let's see. So anyhow, we're talking about some of the issues that women have uh, when it comes to dating nowadays versus men. And Lisa is very uh, empathetic towards the plight of guys. And it seems like the worm is turning a little bit in that uh, women are playing the field more. They're more empowered. They're making good money. They're still not making dollar for dollar what the guys are uh, making, but um, they're earning and they don't need guys to take care of them financially per se, even though I'm sure a lot of people never mind when somebody else is putting the bill, whether you're a man or a woman. So it's tough. Uh, it's tough there for the guys because now the women don't need them. You know, in one way, you could say it's tough for the guys because the women don't need them financially. I actually think that's kind of freeing. So uh, that, that can be a good thing. Um, to me, this is, it's never been a better time to be a guy if you're a guy's guy. And what is a guy's guy? Well, since this is Guy's Guy's Radio, let's uh, take a little bit of a right turn into that. Guys Guys Radio is a place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Um, so that's what Guys Guys Radio is all about. It all came out of my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It came out a few years ago. It's about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. The book's available uh, in some bookstores still. It's, you can get it on Amazon or any of the e-tailers. You can check out all the reviews on Amazon. If you go to my website, Robert Manny. Dot com M-A-N-N-I. You can get three free chapters downloaded. I'm also on Insta, all the social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And But the core, uh, the core place to find me, your guy's guy, is at uh, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. My syndicated blog is there. There's over 300 posts there. We do something every week. We work with the Good Men Project. We work with Cupid's Pulse. We work with Your Tango. Huffington Post, uh, and there's more and more content coming. So anyhow, we're waiting for our guest to come back. We lost Lisa, and uh, we hope she comes back, or I'll just flip over to our Guys Guys Guide, and we'll take it from there. So we're going to give her another minute or two, and I'll just keep uh, chatting with you until then. So again, Guys Guys Radio uh, came out of the book, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. In the, in the In my novel, guy's guys got to love one of the characters the main character max halliday he actually writes a column about men for women and uh now what we're doing is i I started doing my blog afterwards and it was a case of art imitating life so we took it to the airwaves and we on guys guys radio we've done over 282 now live podcasts and there's going to be lots more. We're booked through the summer. We're booked into the fall. We're doing most weeks now, two shows a week, Sunday edition. And then we do a show on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. But you can listen anytime on iTunes. You can listen on, uh, let's see, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and uh, it's all free. So download whenever you want. Okay, I don't know what happened to our guest. She got lost there, so we'll just march on. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a very quick break, and we're going to come back. I'm going to do my Guys, Guys, Guide of the Week, and then we'll take it from there. So here's where we are. The Guys, Guide Radio. Okay, welcome back to the show, Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. Broadcasting live from Harlem, New York City, and it is Mother's Day. 
as I mentioned, we lost our guest, but uh, she was doing a great job, too. So we hope we'll hear from her again at some point. Um, I have been uh, blogging, as I mentioned, and one of the things I've written about, which I think is uh, relevant, it's on my website. Um, it's about uh, different types of financial situations, uh, how money comes into context in terms of dating, cohabitating, and also being married. So uh, I'm going to talk about just uh, cohabitating and uh, the, the issue of money right now. You know, once you get past, you know, dating has its own, its own set of issues to, to, to start with. We have to decide who's going to pay for the first date, who's going to arrange it and all of that stuff. And then over time, things start to get a flow. So let's say now, let's pretend we're in a relationship and it's kind of committed and maybe even cohabitating. So you think, okay, you're in a groove now and maybe everybody knows who pays for what. And it's a nice flow. You both make some money and pick up different checks and here or there. But now, let's say now you're living together or you're ready to live together. Who is going to, who's ho- who's, whose home is it going to be? Who's going to pay the rent? Who's going to pay for groceries and cable and internet access and all of that stuff? Who's going to pay for the dinners out? and uh, stuff like that. My point is, by this time, if you're in a real partnership, um, you're going to have to deal with the money issues. Hopefully, you've sorted them out by now, but maybe not because there's a lot of variables. What if you bought a condo? You're a guy, you buy a condo, and she moves in. Okay, you pay the mortgage. What does she pay for? Does she expect to share the equity that's built into your condo because she's living with you? Interesting question. Do you charge her rent? Will she be resentful if she pays rent to you? Every situation is different, but there's one thing for sure. You need to work out what feels right, and you got to consider any and all potential scenarios if you're living together or preparing to take that big step in a relationship. These are things people don't like to talk about, but you have to talk about them at a certain point. Like most things in life, it's all about anticipation and expectation. So you got to put on your thinking cap and make sure you have come up with a fair-minded system that's going to work for both of you and just lay it out on the table. Here's what you think. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to have uh, unspoken bitterness there because that's a relationship killer. It's silent, but deadly. And I know because I've been there. So whatever you do, come to terms with some, something that's mutually agreeable before you shack up and make it fair and uh, be flexible on it because uh, you might have one idea and she might have another and you might think, hmm, you know what? She's right. So keep, keep an open mind on that. That's my guys, guys, guide of the week. And uh, there's over 300 of them on my website. So you can check them out at any time. So it looks like we've lost our very special guest, Lisa, and uh, we miss her, but on with the show. So this has been guys, guys radio on uh, mother's day, May 13th, 2018. And I hope you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you'll join us again. We're back on Wednesday with uh, a, an author and a spiritual teacher, Lisa Kay, and she's got a really cool book on intuition, so I'm looking forward to that. And in uh, between now and then, I hope you have a great week. And remember, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.